Welcome to episode 88 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Alfred Hitchcock director spotlight continues with Notorious from 1946. Sounds. I guess he's English. So like, good evening. Or is that yeah, Vincent Price? Uh, good evening. Do you have an actor? Did anybody here? Good evening. No. Yeah, it's a weird. One. I'm thinking like him. Like, why don't we just cancel the show? And we'll spend two hours doing yeah. Alfred Hitchcock impressions. Wait, 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 wait. I, right. I got a great impression. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. <laughs> <laughs> that was Maddie's Christian Slater uh, for people that didn't listen to the last episode. Uh, we are the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. I guess I'm Adam. I like how he always says, I guess, like it's, we, you never know what he's going to bring in if, if he's wearing a dress and he's a edema. It's, it's still or, wait, wait, it feels wait. weird that I, I don't int- get an I, introduction anymore. I okay? don't know if he has like the head bandana on and the sunglasses. He's like, the eh, I'm cool, Adam. <laughs> Adam's brother. Uh, yeah. So today we are going to cover. Wait, ex- wait, 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 wait. You need an eye patch. And every time you wear an eye patch, you can be cool, Adam. Oh, is cool, Adam here today? Like, yeah, rad, dudes. And then I'll I'll crash right through a wall in, in a red suit. Maybe be a jerk, Adam. Yeah. Uh, once in a while. That's, that's basically yeah. every episode I'm on. Once in a while, eh? Uh, so today we're going to be talking about Notorious from 1946. We're continuing our Hitchcock episode. If you haven't uh, checked out our last episode, we talked about spell. Bound, and then we'll be following this up with uh, Rope and Rear Window. Uh, we did cover some Hitchcock back in our road show, but uh, this is the first Movie City Maniacs coverage of Hitchcock. So we mm-hmm. wanted to kind of pick two. Adam's kind of the Hitchcock expert. He's seen all these, but me and Maddie are kind of still finding out about some of these classics. So we thought we'd pick two we haven't seen and then two uh, of the bigger films. And, uh, and, and yeah, and like about four years ago or maybe a little bit longer mm-hmm. than that, you guys had the old podcast, Horror and More, and we were going to do a new Hitchcock series and Notorious was one of the movies we were going to do. So I watched Notorious and I was all excited to talk about it and then you canceled the fucking podcast <laughs> and we never did. So we get to do it now and you guys, and I got to I got to watch it twice. And um, Did you actually watch Hitchcock? Notorious, or did you watch the uh, Biggie biopic? Oh, this is Hitchcock series. Fuck. No, no, th- we're doing the Biggie biopic, aren't we? Oh, okay. oh, good, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, that's what I watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I saw in Letterboxd that you watched Notorious, and I thought, I said, Maddie, wouldn't it be a funny joke if we just cancel the whole podcast and waste <laughs> yeah, yeah, Adam's yeah, yeah, hour yeah. and a half time? Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> it was worth it, you know, the uh, the couple years Defin- prank. Definitely not a waste. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I guess before we jump into uh, Hitchcock, though, have you guys anything exciting on your life? Anything you've watched recently? That uh, Nothing, but I do have something if uh, you guys want to get tested. I know uh, Kyle might be a bit underhanded on this. And well, b- before that, uh, get into what we, I, do, yeah, I do have a couple things okay. I, I yeah, watched. I got, I got a couple things I wouldn't mind talking about. I got three okay. things that I, I, I watched. Okay, well, yeah, you, you go ahead then. Start off. Uh, so I watched the Mortuary Collection from, I guess it's 2019, but it's really 2020. 2020, yeah. Mm. Um, now, now, I've been hearing, I haven't seen this because I don't have Shutter, but I've been hearing comparisons to Trick or Treat. No. Uh. No, it's, it doesn't have the the great visuals to go along like Trick or Treat does mm-hmm. and all that visual flair. There are, are some kind of like really B-movie, kind of gooey sort of takes effects. on uh, effects and stuff. And, and Clancy Brown plays the 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 head of the crypt keeper the morgue uh, yeah no. or not the morgue the the funeral home he runs the funeral home and he's awesome in it and there's a cool wraparound with him the whole time and it, it comes together at the end which maybe is why people talk about mm-hmm. trick or treat yeah um 
most like the first story is kind of weak. The second story is like ridiculous and in in kind it, of ridiculously awesome or like ridiculous and bad. Some of it is ridiculously yeah. awesome. It kind of I don't know. It kind of drags on a little bit. The third one I really really liked. It's almost like um you kind of have like a little bit of a del Toro vibe about mm. it or something. Um I I I quite like that. And then it kind of all gets brought together at the end and I thought that was okay. It it feels long. It it really does. Hmm. Unlike Trick or Treat, which feels like wow, it's over. Yeah. What the fuck? Pl- play this again. I didn't have that feeling again. I don't think I'll ever watch this again. Um, Interesting. I, I'm gonna give it six pumpkins. Oh wow. I'm still giving it a pumpkins. This should have been a October <laughs> watch. You guys might really really yeah. like it, but well, because yeah, thinking of anthologies, I mean, some of them we definitely agree on, and then there's some that. We're kind of the opposites mm-hmm. on. So, like, I know the raft you didn't love as much, or the um, the the Zuni fetish doll from Trilogy of Terror. So, there's definitely some that we. Yeah, and I, I like the course. raft. Like, the raft is the best out of Creep Show too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just don't think it's as good as any of the standouts in the first Creep Show. Uh, yeah. From the story is, I just like yeah. yeah. Fuck all of those kids. Uh, <laughs> well, the raft did fuck them all up. Should have done it way earlier. <laughs> Oh, we got the next batch of kids that he actually going to care about. <laughs> yeah, Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Is is that everything? Uh, no, I watched two more things. One one that I I loved. Actually, two that I loved. Patterson from 2016. Have you guys seen this? The Jim Jarmusch movie. No. Starring oh, Ad- yeah, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Did you see? This? I haven't seen it. It's been like my queue for ages. I heard it's awesome. Our our, our good friend Jordan Mitchell had mentioned this to mm. me about. Eight months ago, loving this and thinking it was so good. And I was like, why the fuck haven't I watched this? And it stayed in my queue and I never watched yeah. it for whatever reason. It's incredible. It's it's honestly just a week of this guy's life. Patterson, who lives in Patterson, New Jersey. He's a bus driver, but he's also a poet. And it goes into the creative process of an artist that doesn't want to be an artist, too. And the, the mundane aspects of life over time growing to be more interesting. The relationship that he has with his girlfriend, his dog, and... His girlfriend's always doing these crazy designs of their house, and but it's not like it's never played up too much. But it's really funny. <laughs> like hmm. everything is, it's really funny. Adam Driver is really understated. It's the most understated I've ever seen oh, him in really? anything. He's excellent in it. Um, there is a plot device at the very end that I feel like doesn't quite adhere to the spirit of the of the movie. The spirit of the movie is just like supposed to be these kind of things that are happening. It's another mm-hmm. hangout movie with this guy that Jarmusch Instead is so vampires, good at. vampires, it's... And that feels a little bit gimmicky to me, even though it sets up this scene at the end that is fucking incredible. The way the movie ends is awesome. I'm going to give it 8.5. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, that good at it. It would have made my top it. 10 for sure. I got to say, is there any... Okay, maybe Star Wars excluded is it any adam driver movie that like you don't like he's one of them guys that, like, i didn't love marriage story but i like marriage story uh, mm-hmm. uh I, I like marriage story but it's, it would be a lot worse if he wasn't in it oh yeah like he's great in that while we're young that was the other no oh, okay. ben ben stiller and i have it i haven't watched it yet yeah. I, i'm a no bombach uh fan i don't know everything of his I, I still need to see a lot of his films but yeah. everything i've seen of his i've loved this is my least favorite noel bombach hmm. uh out of everything for sure and i i really didn't like that wow. movie and i think he plays a caricature in that 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 grows it grows old <laughs> it, it opens up and there's a lot of great things in that movie there's so much promise and bombach is a, is a great writer i just feel like the thesis is that one and i think adam driver doesn't necessarily make that one better or worse. He's still super talented. Yeah. He's on John Oliver, the final episode of John Oliver, because John, I don't know if you guys ever watched uh, John Oliver's last night? week with oh, yeah. John. Yeah. And so all season, he's been being like, break my bones, Adam <laughs> Driver. Plow me with a big steel hammer across my chest. And all this kind of like weirdly violent sexual thing. And he does it in every episode almost all year. And then Adam Driver on the final one comes on and he's like, what the fuck is up with this? People are coming up to me and saying this kind of shit to me. <laughs> That's actually amazing. And then the end, he flips it and starts so he's like, you got to stop doing this. And and John Oliver's is that an order? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, that's an order. No, no, you got to give it to me like an order. And then he flips it and does it to him. It's fucking great. It, it shows just how awesome he is. Um, so Patterson, watch Patterson. It's fucking okay. good. Yeah. 
Um, I watched uh, a childhood favorite of mine from 1993 that no one else really seems to like uh the real mccoy have you guys never seen this, seen this. oh no, I, I bought this off you like ages ago it's been sitting in my like a uh, pile okay so this it's um it's a heist film stars kim basinger in her in her prime mm. uh yeah th- she's ridiculously attractive right? in this but she's kind of like this kick-ass like it's a it's another again coming off of spellbound and even yeah. notorious it's she's kind of like this kick-ass yeah. female lead like she's the the lead thief she's like the one that if we need to get someone to break in you get her she's the real she's kind of the one that they try to fuck with and she kicks you know all their asses mm-hmm. and i just i just like about it and i think maybe that's what people don't like about it like people want more out of it it's just this fun harmless like perfect sunday afternoon like it never goes there's like this sleazy pro officer and you think that like oh you want to get this and you got it that she's got to sleep with him or do something and then it turns out he's just working for the main villain like it never goes too sleazy or anything it never goes it's just it keeps it almost like again i guess it's probably why i would have enjoyed it as a kid yeah exactly but um she's it opens up with uh this bank heist and she gets caught and arrested and she gets put away for i think six years and uh, she's got a child, and she comes back, and her husband is remarried, and he's told her child that she uh, died. So it's her trying to, like, start a relationship again with her son, but she can't tell him that she's her mother, so she pretends it's like she's her his mother's friend, whatever. Does she use her, like, banking, bank-robbing skills to kind of do no, this No, so she, she's just her. trying to... Because <laughs> that would be amazing. The real heist is stealing his heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sequel. <laughs> but yeah, no, she's just trying to go straight. And uh, Terrence... Um, Howard. Stamp? Terrence Howard. He's 14 <laughs> in this. He's like eight in this. <laughs> uh, Terrence Stamp is like the main villain in this. And I guess he was the guy that set her up with the previous job. So she's pissed at him. Uh, he never tried to help or anything. Anyways, he get, tries to get her to do this job. And she says, like, there's no way. This is, you know, they've increased the technology. and There's no way you can break into this. It's unbreakable. But he captures her kid and pretty much says, like, you're going to do this job or else. Uh, so she's forced to do it. Val Kilmer is in there. This is prime Val Kilmer as well. And he's a lot of funny. He's like this bumbling, like, she first sees him. He's trying to rob, like, a variety store. And, Val like, Kilmer is <laughs> underrated. Oh, I lo- I've loved Val Kilmer, yeah. I ever since think about this. The, I- like, the early 90s. Yeah. Early, like for pretty much from Top Gun on to like mid nineties. Yeah, until like, like what Batman. <laughs> but he's but great. That, he's great yeah. in like uh, even the Saint even, is like a fun Thaw, kind of yeah. action. But but if you look even stuff that he does like Wonderland, he did and like the Sultan Sea. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever? Did you I ever, haven't checked that out. I I remember really liking that, and now I'm thinking yeah. I'm insane because no one ever saw this movie. No, he did like three movies around that time that were all kind of like. They were like these smaller films, but they had like people that saw them enjoyed them, but no bad one really lieutenant portacol that movie uh, New is Orleans insane. that movie is incredible and he, he yeah. like it was like oh he's back he did kiss kiss bang bang and yeah, that kiss, one kiss, yeah. bang, bang. and I was yeah. like oh he's back and then he yeah. fucking disappeared did, did again did he have a stroke then yeah he ha- apparently he's had health issues everyone thought like mm. he was getting fat and doing drugs and stuff and apparently he had like some bad. I don't know if it was cancer, something that like fucked up. Like yeah. if you see his face now, it's all. It's kinda... a hard time talking these days. Yeah, but he, anyways, he's awesome. In this, yeah. you know, you get to first see him. He's trying to rob a variety store, and like the uh, casing falls out of the gun. He doesn't know what he's doing, and he almost gets himself shot. And but uh, yeah, he ends up. He's like, oh, you're, you know, you're the the famous. Uh, thief or whatever and he kind of looks up to her and it's, it, eventually there's kind of like a romance between them but oh, he, he's nice. fun yeah. um he, he's super fun in it but yeah it, it, it's just your simple i mean the heist is is really fun at the end i, I enjoy heist films i saw someone say like oh you gotta wait till last 20 minutes for the heist it's like isn't that every heist film like yeah i don't know why you're complaining about that i thought there's some cool stuff in there again like it's not a movie I'm going to say go watch and you guys are going to love it. I grew up with it. I think it's just like a fun, harmless... Mm. I, I'm a sucker for any heist film. So I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten. Awesome. Maybe. It's, it, again, it's it's for me, I think I have that nostalgia and I just... It, it's a fun, fun, silly kind of movie. And Kim Basinger kicking, you know, guys in the nuts and stuff <laughs> like that. I don't know. I liked it. Uh, and I had one more movie I, w- I wanted to talk about that was fascinating to me. I remember hearing about this years ago, Dark Days... Yes. Mm, no. So, Dark Days is a movie from 2000, and it's a documentary okay. movie about the tunnels under New York where the homeless all those community- people live. And yeah. They have like these little shanty towns. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's all done in black and white. Kind yeah. Of deal. Yeah. It is insane. It's incredible. Yeah. So Mark Singer, who made this, never made another movie. He was a guy from England or Australia, and mm. and he moved to Florida, and then moved to New York, and he was just hanging out in New York and then he met some homeless people and he befriended some of these people Mm. 
And he was like, I've heard about these tunnels. Like, what are, what are these tunnels about? It's like, well, I'll take you to these tunnels one day. So they go in the tunnels to where all the subways are. And he realizes there's a, a it town. It's a town. It's like a shanty town. It's got to be like, okay, in this picture, it looks like there's about 2,000 people. But I assume there's maybe about like 100 to 200. Like, like. In, the, in the area that he's in, which I think is the Freedom Train or yeah. something, like there's not that many people. Like there's mm. there's definitely transient people that are yeah. coming for a night or two. But there's people that ha- have built up homes over like four or five years. It looks like uh, shacks, like yeah, because they, they, you know, you won't freeze. They have power. They're mm. running, like, they have TVs down there. Yeah. They have cooking, fridges. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> there's prob- like, there's a lot of... The film's yeah. not exploitive like that. No, 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 no. That no, film no, no. still fucking disturbs me. Yeah. Man. Damn Steve Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is not exploitative. He, was, he ended up living there for a bit and then hanging with the people and just realizing these are good people and they're, they're here for a reason. And he had an idea, like, one night some crazy thing happened, and then they had they were around a fire, and they were telling these funny stories. He's like, fuck, someone should be filming this. This is like a movie. Mm-hmm. And then he got an idea. He was like, I'll make a movie. And the idea was he'll make a movie, and the profits of the movie will go into getting these people out of there, because there's still a bunch of gnarly shit that they there's have to deal violence, with. violence. There's... Violence, rats, yeah. asthma from... Like, it's not a They're great... They're breathing in uh, yeah. city But films. it's better than yeah. living above the streets so what, or in uh, shelters. What city or country? New York, New York, New York, New York City. New York City, okay, wow. So he, he just gets the equipment, gets a, a, a little bit of funding, and goes down there and on 60 millimeter shoots, I, I think over it, a couple of years, probably, maybe. I haven't seen this in a while, but it's like the perfect uh, medium for this story because it looks gritty as oh, anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the story that was amazing, so he finishes this thing, and someone tells him about DJ Shadow, and, and like, oh, that's the music shoes. So he starts putting clips of, of DJ Shadow's music into the movie, and he's like, oh, fuck, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. So he's just, like, determined that he's going to do it. So he, he cuts the whole movie to DJ Shadow music when he wants music. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know DJ Shadow, has no budget, like just nothing. <laughs> DJ Shadow is also, he doesn't know this, but DJ Shadow, there's one composer credit online for DJ Shadow. It's this fucking movie. He is held off ever getting his music used in other films or composing mu- music for films. That's this is it. So he cuts the whole film. They meet a person that impersonates his manager. It's not his manager. So they're about to fly out to San Francisco <laughs> at the last minute. They, they get the, the real manager. like, all right, I heard you want to talk to my artist, DJ Shadow. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, we, we've been talking to yeah. the manager. And they're like, we're about to fly to San Francisco. We got delayed. Like, well, I don't know anything about you guys. And they finally get to see him. He sees the movie. And he's, just, he's like, whatever. I was taking this girl. I thought this would be kind of a fun th- night out or yeah. whatever. He sees the movie. But he was going to say no. He came, went there to say no. And, and then he was like, fuck, I got to say yes. And it's perfect for it. I'm going to give it eight uh, out of 10. It's, it's one, I'm not huge. I don't know. Documentaries, have, have, I've kind of got a little bit sick of them because of the ne- Netflix kind of documentary yeah. that's been going on in the last few years. This brought me back where it's like, fuck, real stories can be told in a way that's super engaging mm-hmm. and changes your perspective on things. So, yeah. That good, eh? Where would you where'd you find this? It's on Criterion right now. I heard about yeah. it years ago because DJ Shadow is a huge DJ Shadow fan, yeah. and I remember s- seeing like, oh, he did music to this. I'd love to see this, but mm-hmm. where are you gonna f- yeah. find it? I think it was on Netflix when I checked it out, like when Netflix first came around. Maybe, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a lead in, I guess, to what yeah. I uh, watched. Bum fights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! How it's fucked it would it be me. if Kyle actually just kind of like, yeah, I watched Bum Fights. Oh, uh, it, was, it was crazy. Oh, like, no. I think I might like. All right, I think we're done. Like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't watch Bum Fights. I watched Trash Humpers yeah, instead. Yeah. Uh, I can never watch that shit again. Um. <laughs> Trash Humpers is that? Is that, is that yeah, actual, it's is Harmony. That yeah, Corin. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I watched Curse Films uh, season one. This is a series at Shutter. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, from 2020, they put out five episodes, and it's already been announced that they're doing a season two. Awesome. This is actually directed by Jay. Cheel, who um, I don't know if you guys have listened to their podcast, the Film Junk Podcast. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, one of the best film podcasts out there next to ours, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, they're, they're Canadian guys. Like, they're from St. Catharines. Oh, bitchin'. Um, so he's been directing. He's done a couple other. I think he did a documentary on time travel and something else. But this is like his first. Like, it's 
pretty big like it's getting you know a lot of positive uh reviews but uh so they have an episode one on exorcist the omen poltergeist the crow and twilight zone the movie so i wasn't sure oh yeah i have seen uh yeah i've, I've seen this on on shutter yeah okay i wasn't sure oh, did, you, did you check it out on shutter or did you pick i actually up? bought the blu-ray yeah. um because i was i knew i would want to see this yeah. like twilight zone you want to see this documentary but you know they're never going to put this on the blu-ray yeah. stuff like that and i was kind of i wasn't sure what to think like is it going to be like c- curses come on like this yeah. is silly and so they spend like that's maybe the first five ten minutes of each episode um they go over kind of all the bad shit that happened but it's not on one hand it's like that's bad because i want to like i like that cheese yeah but if you're looking for something a little more like adam i get something more appreciate more because then they actually like delve into well no that wasn't a curse that was like bad luck that's just film issues you know that's them trying to rationalize mm-hmm. the terrible shit that happened that's them using it to- Craig T. Nelson had bad gas yeah, yeah. <laughs> using it as publicity to like Ooh. sell these horror films <laughs> well they would kind of say like you know this stuff happens on these films too but you never heard about because it it's not a horror film that's not going to help sell yeah that this bad shit happened on this drama, but you say it happened on The Omen, it's like, ooh, that yeah. film's cursed. It helps sell it. But it's kind of fascinating. So the, the first five, ten minutes is like the actual terrible stuff that happened, and some of it's pretty fucking crazy. Like The Omen one where like... The guy actually gets his head cut off. Had, off. But he got his head chopped off on... The street name was what was it? Was it Omen Street or yeah. Damien Street or something? Like, he was going like sixty six point six miles per hour or something stupid. Something, but like a that. lot of that is like yeah. a lot of it is real. They even had, they yeah. got Richard Donner, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like I was surprised who they were able to get Linda Blair's in there, but then they go into like the real. Then they start talking about they dive into like curses and what that means. They have like real riches and warlocks. Like they have this guy that talks about real curses and he actually like puts a curse on a film but they blank out what film he cursed so like we'll see in a couple years if oh that's crazy um, but then they have like they go into real exorcisms some of that i didn't like like the real exorcisms yeah. some of that kind of stuff it's like i i i, I think a lot of that's bullshit so i didn't yeah. enjoy that but then like they go into the heartbreaking like tale of heather o'rourke and how it all happened and how the director gary sherman did not want to finish the film, but he was forced to. And he's like, you know, this is, is that fucked the one up. from uh, Poltergeist Three. He, he did Poltergeist Three. He directed it when she died. And it's like yeah. they had to still finish. And he's like, I don't want to be editing this film with a dead girl when yeah. she just died like a week ago or whatever. You know, he was like really close with her, and yeah. he was like one of the the pallbearers at her funeral, or whatever. The guy that carries a casket. Mm-hmm. So they go into a lot of that. Um, the poltergeist. They talk about how they reused real cadavers in the uh, in the pool scene. Oh yeah, I heard that. And apparently that is they did. But the, the the effects guy's like pissed because he's like everyone's blaming me for the shit that happened. Like I curse the film. It's like going to Frankenstein, going to this. All these films used real skeletons, yeah. stuff like that. Like I guess they would just take they took bought real skeletons and then put a lot of like the makeup on them and stuff. Some of them are more fascinating than others. I think the two best ones were definitely The Crow and The Twilight Zone because obviously what happened, like yeah. the, the Crow, they go into the whole, like the curse of the-, the Brandon Lee the, and well, the, Bruce the, Lee. Yeah, the, the, cur- the apparently the leak family curse. and they But then they go into the whole how this all happened and how pretty much it was just them being cheap. They somehow were able to not use someone from the union, so they got a local guy to save money. And, you know, yeah. so- these people aren't double checking and they're not experts. Like they go into a lot of that and how this tragic accident like mm. could have possibly not happened, but it's just, I don't know. It's heartbreaking. And like the way they do it too, the the score they use and just the way it's done, it, it never feels exploitive. Like it fe- like every episode kind of left you feeling like not depressed, but just kind of like with a lot to think about. And yeah, you start I mean, like questioning life and how it can just, <laughs> I'm serious. Like it, I thought it was, I thought this was really well done. The twilight zone is fucking tragic. Yeah. They actually show, the full oh, get out of here. footage of the Vic Morrow with the two kids. The helicopter comes Ooh. down. It's on there, man. So if you can't, I don't think they I have a see warning. That. Well, you don't. You don't. Yeah. You see the thing. You don't see like anything get yeah. like heads getting chopped off or anything. You see the, but yeah, it's still like it fucking. And they lead like how all that happened. The hell, mm-hmm. like again, John. I mean, John Landis. I love, but he definitely was not thinking during the making of this film. Like he, yeah. they hired because they again to get past the union. They hired like two local. I think Vietnamese kids or something, and they were like not supposed to be filming. They did, they weren't part of the union. They got them. They filmed like at nighttime when they weren't supposed to be. They filmed with these explosives that they weren't supposed to. He was adding like explosive at the last second where the effects guy didn't have a chance to look to make sure it's safe and making yeah. it bigger and like so all this and the, it's it's the uh, the, um, the set designer and stuff that's talking this whole time. He's just like breaking down. Like it, it's fucking just this tragic and tough watch at times. But it's it's just so. I don't know. I, I thought this was like a really powerful. It's like you hear like, oh, cursed films. It's gonna be yeah. cheesy and like, 
you know, what curse uh, Yeah, I think it would be like that fun curse. Like, yeah, no. So on, on, on one hand, like, yeah. I kind of wanted that and yeah. I didn't get that. But on the other hand, like, this was more like, I, I thought this was quite good. I'm going to give mm. it seven and a half uh, out of ten. I think it's definitely a watch. It could even be an eight again. I think some of, like, some of the stuff where they're showing the real exorcist shit was kind of like, fuck, this yeah. is bullshit. Or, like, the warlock guy. Talk- I don't know. Some of it, like, wasn't interesting. But then some of it, and even Linda Blair, she's kind of talking about, like, how, like, after that film she had to pretty much have security but then like she's like no i'm not gonna talk about that like they they, mm. they really kind of ask those questions and you know they they're respectful about it though if they don't yeah. want to talk about it but they really go into like a lot of the the details and stuff you haven't heard and like for the crow they have the director of the film talking the whole time and like just how like he had to go to the hospital and he's like i can't talk about once we went i don't know it's just yeah it was uh it was really powerful awesome. what did john landis say they didn't get john landis they, yeah. they did say they tried to contact him and he i assume was, he doesn't want to talk about this well at he's got all, his right? uh, like, son le- son's legal problems to yeah deal with anyways oh does his son have problems his son's a piece of shit yeah know. but john they, they they show too all the court footage and him going to court and getting like charged for these oh really and then him coming out and almost like I don't know if he's, I think he was just happy that he got out of it, but like yeah. he's kind of didn't seem that remorseful about it. Yeah. But again, I, I don't think, I don't know if, like, I know some people are like, after this, fuck John Landis. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I, I He did, you have to remember, and they, they even talk about it in this too, like in the 70s. That's how films were It was were the Wild done. Wild West. Yeah. yeah. French Connection, all these films. They went and filmed this chase scene without getting yeah. any uh, actual, they weren't actually allowed. They would just stick a camera and go do it. And all that stuff, we're like, yeah, fuck that. All these real effects, that's so cool. Because nothing happened. As soon as, you know, the bad thing happened, which makes sense, eventually something bad will happen, then it's like, fuck this person, they're so terrible. It's like kind of this... Well, they've been doing it for like 20 years at this point. They they do talk about it. But yeah, John Lennis, I mean, again, like I think it was just... Obviously, he was, you know, maybe, but again, I think he was just yeah. trying to do a big movie, and he was used to doing that kind of guerrilla style filmmaking that, mm-hmm. you know, everyone else did at that time. Everyone took risks, and you know, made exciting filmmaking that you don't get now. Now it's like everything's done CGI because they're not going to risk that stuff. Yeah. They have Kane Hodder too for the effects guy talking about how effects can go wrong, and he goes over his whole where he oh, torched kind himself. Of fun, so he's going on about it, and even he said like, you know what, like you just don't know. You can mm-hmm. you can do that affect a hundred times and that one time all it takes is one thing to be different the wind to be different and you know yeah but yeah i i, uh, I would recommend this I, i'm definitely down out. for so that that, that probably goes into the, the movie that we're about to talk about notorious, yeah. notorious. and why hitchcock <laughs> liked to uh do everything on sets yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah hitchcock hated shooting on location hated it oh. was that just laziness oh, wow. though I think there was part of that, but he also didn't like the control. He always was like, whenever yeah. you go out there, there's something that you can't, yeah. that you, like, we had planned this, and then you won't be able to do that because the wind will be different. Or the sun will be yeah. different, or if it's yeah. raining, if it's snowing. Before we get into this, do you guys want to play a game? Sure. Yeah, a yeah. quick game? All right. Uh, I was going to pit you guys against each other, but uh, maybe you guys can... Okay, maybe I will put you guys against each other. He only so, beat me by one point last time. Okay, I'll beat okay, him this okay, time. Okay, Fuck okay, him. okay. We'll, we'll, we'll go. <laughs> All right, I am going to give you a character, and no. you guys give me the um, uh, I'm not great at this stuff, so oh, no, you I'm might fucked. beat me. Okay. I don't know this stuff. All right, Kyle, going first, Sam Loomis. Oh, Halloween? Are we- <laughs> Hitchcock movies. Come on, <laughs> guys. Uh, is that Strangers on a Train? No. Oh. Do you know? I'll give you a chance to steal. Sam Loomis. It sounds familiar. I feel like it's one I've seen. Yeah. You definitely have seen this. Um, It's from Psycho. Oh. Oh, it's uh, the detective. Right. You got it. All right, Adam. Melanie Daniels. Uh, the Birds. The Birds. Oh, wow. All right. I went to so he has a one on you. Kyle? Richard Henney. Richard Henney. I don't know. Rope? <laughs> Adam? Uh, Richard Haney is 39 Steps. 39 Steps. Wow. Ooh. He's too on fun, yeah. Uh, John Ferguson. Oh, it's me again. Uh, that's Vertigo. Vertigo. Wow. He's three up on you. I don't remember the lead, the names of the Midge, characters my favorite films. <laughs> Midge Wood. Debbie Does Dallas. No. <laughs> <laughs> Midge Wood. Uh, Midge Wood. The Birds? Did we already say The Birds? No. Midge Wood. Vertigo. Vertigo. <laughs> I did oh, try man. to trick you guys up. Okay, Eve Kendall. Uh, North by Northwest. North by Northwest. Jesus. Wow. Lisa Carol Fremont. Kyle. Psycho? No. Uh, that uh, Rear Window. Rear Window, my man. Jesus. 
All right. Are you a perfect run here? Yeah, he's oh, no, doing, he, he didn't get the he one right. get, get uh, No, of mine. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. That, of, yeah, of mine. Miss Torso. Miss Torso's rear window. Rear window. Uh, Maxim de Winter. Rope. Rebecca. Rebecca. Oh, I just watched that one. Josephine. That shows you I just <laughs> yeah, watched yeah, that honestly. film. I couldn't tell you the name. Josephine Conway McKenna. Do you know this one, Rod? Rope? <laughs> no, no. I'm gonna say, could you steal? I'm just gonna keep on saying yeah, rope. Yeah. It's one of these. Got to be rope, right? Josephine Conway McKenna, the man who knew too much. Oh, well. Mm. Uh, Irish Henderson. Irish Henderson, the birds. Iris. Oh, Iris. Iris Henderson, the birds. Nope. You I got don't it. Know this shit. Lady vanishes. Oh, uh, you should have did Miss. Anyways. Well, yeah, yeah. Guy Haynes. That sounds familiar. Rope? <laughs> Strangers on a train. And again, Bruno Anthony. Strangers on a train. Strangers on a train. <laughs> All right. Well, Kyle, yeah. <laughs> uh, I should have put rope in there at least once. <laughs> talk, <laughs> talk big. <laughs> you had to take him down a few pegs after that, like uh, Shocktoberfest. Once been... again, Adam is the king of God. Yeah, king, um, king of Hitchcock. I guess let's, with that, uh, let's move on to the trailer for Notorious from 1946. Notorious, notorious, notorious. She was a notorious woman of many desires. He was an adventurous man of purpose. Their secret love swept them on to the brink of disaster. This is a very strange love affair. Maybe the fact that you don't love me. When I don't love you, I'll let you know. You haven't said anything. Actions speak louder than words. See, notorious. Produced by Alfred Hitchcock, master of suspense. For tense dramatic impact, see Notorious. Starring Cary Grant, Ingrid Bergman, in a story of danger and bold intrigue. See Notorious. A woman is asked to spy on a group of Nazi friends in South America. How far will she have to go to integrate herself with them? Of course, this is actually written again by Ben Hecht, who we just talked about. Yeah, in the last episode. Uh, also, he, he wrote, Spellbound. also Spellbound? note, like, he wrote Spellbound. He did His Girl Friday. Uh, I haven't seen that one. I need to see it. Oh, my goodness. That's his, Cary Grant, isn't it? Cary Grant, yeah. and, and maybe the most Cary Grant of all the Cary Yeah, Grants. I'm kind of coming to the conclusion that, like, Gregory Peck in the last episode didn't do it for me, but Cary Grant, I love. Like that's weird because everything I, I've seen in him, I, I find in so... this one he was kind of a dickhole in this. Oh no, he is. Oh, he is yeah. a dickhole. He's totally yeah, against. Fun. Well, that, that's why mm. it's kind of interesting because, like, I think along with Jimmy Stewart, he's my favorite actor of that time. Yeah. Like, he's just so charming and fun. But Jimmy this, Stewart is like charming as anything. But this film, he does yeah. totally go against type yeah. of what you would expect. There's. Only Angels Have Wings, which he did in, I think it's Howard Hawks in 39. I only saw that, that one this year for the first time. This is the most similar role hmm. uh, that he has, where he's against type and he's not charming in the same sort of way. He's still mm-hmm. charming. He's yeah, fucking yeah, Cary Grant. Right. Yeah. But, you know, he's cold. He's stoic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is like frosty to her, like, and oh, like yeah. at times just complete asshole to her. Like. Well, I think I think he's a coward, really. Like, the, he, he is. He mm. secretly loves her, but he's he's his pride and almost his embarrassment to and his almost, peers too. Like, yeah. he won't fucking like. He kind of def- half heartedly defends her at times, but never. But he knows to yeah, her. Yeah, but he, and even to them, he doesn't even fully do it. Like mm-hmm. he kind of he let he he'll say it, but then he'll kind of agree with once them. That, they, you know, yeah, once they're like, well. She's that type of yeah. girl. Like he, he mm-hmm. fucking goes back mm-hmm. into his turtle shell. Yeah, which, I mean that. Yeah, it's tough to watch that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, uh, no, I, but I, it, I think it he's fantastic. I think yeah, I think it's. I think it makes him a fascinating character. He's mm-hmm. not the the perfect, you know, charming Cary Grant that you're. He's kind of a guy that and you Hitchcock, don't know if you're supposed to like. Hitchcock mined this territory in suspicion as well. Uh, in in forty two, the first time he, they worked together, where I haven't seen that one yet. He is like. You're very conflicted about that character and suspicion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he minds it in, in even greater depth here. And he got Cary Grant basically. He's he's not the lead in this. Ingrid Bergman. Oh yeah, is yeah. she is definitely the lead. Um, and, and that wouldn't have happened in most other points in Cary Grant's career. But I guess he had had a bunch of flops in a row. Hmm. 
and needed needed a big hit. I would even say I even think I oh, what's the guy's Claude Rains. Claude Rains stole the show from him in this one too. Claude like, Rains is unbelievable yeah. in this movie. Yeah. It, uh, so Claude Rains plays the villain in the movie, and he's hmm. maybe the most sympathetic character. Is he a villain? Because I didn't think he was. I felt he was. Well, he's a Nazi. He's a well, Nazi. Okay. Well, well, well. Like, he is <laughs> he's got uranium much, in his listen, basement. <laughs> he is much as a villain as, as Cary Grant in as well, because he was pretty much just under the thumb of his mother, who was telling him to do all this shit, and he has no uh, say whatsoever. The, the mother's is, also yeah, he uh, is, a, he's a, as much as a coward as Cary Grant is in this. Oh, yes. Like, so like, they are both just on the opposite ends of the coin, as far as I'm concerned. Well, Which we should bring up Claude Rains, yeah. of course, is the Invisible Man. Yeah, fan Larry Tobin, Wolfman fan. Yeah, I didn't realize he played the fan. Mm. Of the fan uh, of the opera. Casablanca, Casablanca, yeah. Scrooge. Like he's mm. a lot of genre kind of stuff. Mm. If you consider like adventure, he's an Adventures of Robin Hood and mm. Lawrence Arabia, The Lost World, the dinosaur one. So, yeah, he's uh yeah his mm. performance Invisible Man is you never see him, but his voice alone is, yeah. is so memorable. So, but yeah, he he is he's he great. Was, in I this. found him way more, way more charming than Cary Grant. Like I could see her falling for him as opposed see her falling for uh, Cary Grant in this. I don't know if I found him charming, but he's definitely kinder. Mm. <laughs> like, he actually probably does love her, mm. whereas Cary Grant, you're like, I don't know. Well, like their first, yeah. it's a meet cute. Yeah. When, yeah. when they first, so the first scene where Cary Grant is trying to get, should we go over the plot? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, is, have I ever yeah. said this before on this fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. program where we kind of talk the plot a bit? Okay, it was starring Ingrid Bergman, uh, Lon Chaney, and um, Lon- not, not Chaney. <laughs> <laughs> what a movie <laughs> this would be! Yeah, wait, 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 Albert wait. Hitchcock presents Lon Chaney. And- I would watch that yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, well, it opens up with uh, Ingrid Bergman's father is. Uh, you find out he's a Nazi. He's getting uh, put away. Um, is it for life, or do they say? I, it doesn't matter because he ends up poisoning himself. I, I, life or he's going to be executed for treason. But yeah. you find out that she was not part of that. She's uh, totally, you know, she's appreciates uh, her coming to America and the way, you know, America has treated her. She's against the Nazis. Um, so she agrees to take on this job where she's going to go undercover to find evidence, I guess, uh, to, to pretty much spy on the Nazis. And the first time you meet her, she's kind of like this drunken kind of floozy. You can tell she's probably drinking her her problems. I what's guess. A, what's I guess a, her what, dad just got put away for life. So yeah, but bit, what's the one? Uh, but even before that, they're I like, think they're oh, maybe we shouldn't be drinking that much anymore. And she's like, yeah. well, this is when the interesting yeah. drinking begins, yeah. or something <laughs> exactly. like that. I love this party. Great. Oh, one yeah. guy's like, let's go fishing. Also, we're, we're an amazing opening for Cary yeah. Grant, I, where yeah, you just see uh, the back of his head. I love that. Yeah, the introduction. You don't see. You see, she's talking to someone. But it's just you just see his back for the longest time, and I don't even know if you hear her voice. It's more mm. she's talking and doesn't let him get in get in a word, and then you finally mm. see it's Cary Grant. Yeah, I, I love that um, that opening. I, I thought this this film. There's a lot of really cool. Mm. I'll just straight up say I, I actually loved this movie after not digging Spellbound. This was mm. totally like the opposite for me. Um, this was to me like this felt like. With Vertigo, and again, I haven't seen all Hitchcock's films, but from all his films, I love the North by Northwest. But like this and Vertigo, to me, are like the adult films of Hitchcock for me. Like there's just they feel like they're dealing with more um, adult subject matter, and they feel more serious films. Well, you're basically so to go go on. You're dealing with a woman that mm-hmm. that the U.S. government yeah. thinks they can take <laughs> advantage of, yeah, because she sleeps around, and this one guy who's a Nazi. Is now in South America, and there, he's up to something. She had a history with him. This guy w- was in love with her, and she didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. So they think they can send her down there to basically sleep extract, with this guy extract and extract information. Yeah, information. It, it's, it's pretty much mm-hmm. sexual, prostitute, yeah. sexual slavery, in, in a sense, for their political ambitions. Like it, they're using it's her. It's crazy yeah. that this is made in 1946, oh, okay. a year after the war. Yeah. Has the term espionage et toi ever been used? <laughs> <laughs> but and and yeah, it's just like. She's fantastic in this. I love her Bravo, character. Bravo, Maddie. Sorry, Bravo. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. But yeah, it's just, it's almost like heartbreaking knowing that like she's doing mm. this again because the government's spying on her too. Like, mm. it's almost like she feels like she has to do this yeah, to prove that her really loyalty to her country. Take advantage yeah. of her, right? And, mm. then on, and then the person that should be there to help her through this kind of fucking throws. Cary Grant is yeah. initially her handler, doesn't know of the plot, mm-hmm. falls in love with her after initially being fucking cold and callous yeah. and an asshole to her yeah. just another cop yeah 
What she called the pigs, you. Uh, yeah, but that that's great too. Where she's yeah. driving and she's pissed drunk. And it's oh yeah, crazy <laughs> that he's just like, yeah, all right, let's go along yeah. with it. And he doesn't like. She calls his bluff. Like, all right, come oh, on. Uh, amazingly, yeah. uh, and even when that, she this finds is a out great match shot scene, yeah. which really works. Yeah. See. Yeah. Again, like I, I definitely didn't mind it. In the, C- in that compared scene. to with, on the the last episode, yeah. we were talking about Spellbound, yeah. And, yeah. but yeah, like he's very invested in this. So then she goes to South America. She embeds herself in Claude Rains's organization mm-hmm. and then it, it gets even more complicated yeah but what i wanted to talk about was how like you can tell hitchcock was so much more invested in this movie mm-hmm. than spellbound um he him and ben hex took six months working yeah, on this yeah. script back wow. and forth just hanging out i guess they really liked each other's company as as well mm-hmm. but would just like refine 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 so by the time he got to shoot it was all there. Plus, he got the actors that he wanted, yeah. which he never did in the forties. Mm-hmm. So he got he got Cary Grant, he got Igor Bergman, he got Claude Rains. Like that's a fucking mm-hmm. powerhouse start. And all of the other actors are so good at these big yeah. parts. The Butler, who never did anything else, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, what's uh, Claude Rains' mother? Uh, that was Le- Leah Pauline Con- Constantin, who was, a, I guess, a big. Actress in the twenties, yeah, or pre in, in, in uh, Aust- Austrian, I think. She yeah, was famous, but, yeah, but she was huge. big in Germany. Yeah, but yeah, she. This is her one and only English picture. I think she might be TV or something. Yeah, yeah, she's she's fucking great. Yeah, she's she like, uh, she's she like the is, evil mastermind. <laughs> yeah, like you kind of respect her in this. Like she is pretty much. She's like always the, uh, one step ahead of like yeah. everyone. It seems like like right away she kind of is on is on. It seems like mm-hmm. to Ingrid Berman. I, I, yeah, I, I thought she was great. In but this. The, the love story between Cary Grant, even though he's an asshole, and yeah, it seems real. It and seems real, and and there's the famous scene right where in the 40s yeah, yeah. you couldn't show a kiss more than two seconds or something like two, that. Yeah, I think it was three seconds. Three seconds. So Hitchcock gets around it by shooting the scene where they kiss for a couple seconds. Walk they away, stop yeah. and they keep walking because if they stood in the yeah. same place, that wasn't allowed oh. either. So that whole scene where they're walking and kissing, and it becomes. I don't know. Their attention on one another is is magnetic, mm-hmm. and so I think it was. Uh, and even the dialogue between them just seems it seems real. Like this film doesn't seem to have. I mean, for this time, you had a lot of that, like kind of over dramatic, and yeah. and and just it's it felt like sometimes sometimes you watch these movies, it feels very script. Whereas this kind of felt, I don't know, it felt like modern. The di- it felt real. I, I just so I was gonna I was gonna say about the kissing scene. Peter Bogdanovich, uh, the director, was really curious. Like, so like, how did you come up with that? Like, what was the thought process? He was like, well, actually, I was I was on a train one time, oh, yeah. and have you heard this story? Yeah. <laughs> and and this guy was with this girl, and they were, they were kissing, and they were they were clearly in love, and then he has to go urinate. And he goes urinates yeah. by this tree, and then she keeps the attention on him the whole time. I think she still had her arms wrapped around uh, him. Armed, or something. Arms yeah. around, uh, wrapped around him, and and looks down occasionally, but still is just like kind of just waiting with him. Yeah, they they were just awesome. Some, yeah. And that's where he was like, and and the train. It's almost like a dolly shot. Right? It was Bogdanovich pointed out. And whereas I had problems, I didn't get. I know um, Maddie in the last episode really found the suspense. I didn't get that in, in too much in Spellbound. Whereas this movie, there's a couple ones. The, the the party scene, especially like that, is fucking. Tense. Yeah, I will give it when they are in the uh, wine cellar. Yeah, like the whole scene, and so, she has. To, yeah. Before that, you know, maybe the greatest shot in the history of Hitchcock movies. It's up there. It's top five. Okay. Is the key shot. So the dolly shot down, and she's got the key in her hand oh, yeah, after yeah, taking yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Oh my yeah. god, you are right. That was yeah. awesome. It's. It's a paragraph yeah. in a novel in a shot. Yeah, it, it, like it's it's an incredible mm-hmm. sequence, and that that explodes into everything else is going on. Yeah. It, it, the party scene happens. Cary Grant is late because he's a fucking dick in this mm-hmm. movie, um, and it, like of course, like you shouldn't be late to this one party to make things more awkward. Yeah. But then they get introduced and they're over in the one side Claude Rains is looking at them laughing and you can see the heartbreak on yeah. his face we're fucking sympathizing yeah. with Nazis in this movie yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like they did a great job because you actually feel for this character like, oh yeah he, here's some uh, trivia for you guys and, and it's funny because I the whole time watching this I caught this and then when I looked up in the trivia someone yeah. also had written in the IMDB trivia 
Mission Impossible 2 is totally the the writer or something was totally in love with this film. Think about the plot. Mission Impossible 2, he falls in love with the thief. Tom Cruise meets the girl, falls in love with her, and then she has to go back and have a relationship with her boyfriend, who's the villain in the thing, to get in there. And Tom Cruise has to allow make that decision. I mean, Tom Cruise is less a dick. He actually does feel bad about this, but that whole scene, and then even the party scene is is, is similar. The the scene at the track, where the, another great suspenseful moment yeah. where they meet at the track moment, and the guy's watching from binoculars, that whole scene is like shot for shot in Mission Impossible too. So a lot of this. So Mission Impossible to rip this. That a lot it of two is the Psycho ninety eight or whatever of. Well, of it's not, well, Mission Impossible two is a very. It's the worst of the franchise. Yeah. It's a very silly action movie with slow motion and doves. But yeah, I, it was just so weird watching this. I'm like, wait a second, like this is right out of Mission Impossible two. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that was kind of yeah, fascinating. like uh, like Maddie, you were about to go into the. Whether going in the cellar and the wine cellar. How tense is this situation? Yeah. Like, I loved, loved how, like, you see him, like, going to the party, the, the champagne slowly disappearing from the icebox. Oh, yeah, and, those are great. Yeah. Uh, I, I also love how it changes from the kind of classical music into the Latin music, mm-hmm. which it makes it just feel much more lived in when they're going there and you can still hear all of this Latin music yeah. being played, uh, uh, Brazilian music being played. It's unbelievable. And the story, this story is like, it's very dark, especially for the time, at least from what I've seen. But even at the end, like it gets darker when, you know, I don't know if I'm spoiling too much, but like they're putting the poison in the coffee and like this woman mm. is possibly slowly dying. Like all that is, I thought was... The scene... It was, it's, it's tough. Like you're like, where, oh, what's um, going to happen? I forget the scientist where he kind of makes a bit of a um, commotion about the wine bottle being in the uh, oh, dinner party. Yeah. And like, you can definitely tell like, oh, you're tired. Let me drive you home. And he's like, there's a- yeah. that fucking guy that plays yeah. the, the other Nazi. That's yeah. like the most dangerous, yeah. uh, whatever is, uh, yeah. I can't remember his name, but uh, I loved, I loved, okay. Don't take this out of context, but I love the Nazis in this. Like, they were so, <laughs> like, the whole group, they were so, like, uh, charming and, like, diabolical. The, Dr. Anderson. And, yeah. yeah, like, all of them. I haven't loved a Nazi mm-hmm. since, you know, maybe since uh, Tarantino's uh, yeah. Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> I, uh, like, you realize that there's just so much bursting from all of these scenes in terms mm-hmm. of personality, in terms mm-hmm. of every little thing people are saying is going to mm-hmm. add up to something. I love the F uh, or the CIA director who I, I feel like I've seen, I was like, oh, I've seen this guy in a million movies mm-hmm. and he's in all these Hitchcock movies. No, he's yeah. only in this movie. He's such a fucking asshole, but he's so charming and nonchalant yeah. about it. He's like, oh, well, you know. About these are ladies of the evening. You like probably, or... probably want to just marry him. Like, yeah. that's not a big deal, yeah. right? Like, yeah. It's so well cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I I also love this movie, and honestly, I love this movie more every time I I watch it. Um, I see, I, I will say, oh, sorry, go ahead. This movie will um, increase upon multiple viewings. It's going to age like a Where, fine wine of uranium. Spell, yes, <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Where Spellbound is probably going to dip off. It, it's, the, it's the exact. Yeah. The first time I saw Notorious, I was like, oh, that's really good, yeah. like solid movie. And Spellbound, I was like, oh, that's really good, solid movie. I always like Notorious, I, I would say, mm-hmm. more. But every time I watch Notorious, it climbs. Mm-hmm. It climbs. Where other ones, like, there's so much more subtext, I think, in this movie than a lot of them. I can't believe 1946 he got away with mm-hmm. being so critical of the U.S. government. Yeah. Well, this was too right after, I believe, the the bomb. So they didn't even know. Yeah, anything about he was supposedly put on an FBI list because he tried to reach out to... A- he talked to like one of the scientists that created the atomic bomb. He wouldn't give him any more information other than he would say that, yes, you could fit... Uranium could fit in like a wine bottle yes. or whatever. Oh, it it kind of looks like this. Because he is like a really critical of the government and like the Nazis were kind of sympathetic in this. Selznick which is kind of fucked gave up. this away because he yeah. thought the uranium in a bottle yeah. was such a joke mm-hmm. as a, a MacGuffin. That he didn't want to make the movie. Well, they don't really say, like, other than you, yes, you know Nazis are bad. They never really delve into what uranium is. Well, no, I was just going to say In all fairness, like, if this was, like, if I saw this in, like, 1950, would you know what uranium is other than, like... At that point, yeah. Like, right when the bombs drop, everyone finds out. Yeah. I was more thinking, like, you just never really see them other than, yeah, they might, they kill off one of their own. But you never really see them being terrible people, whereas, like, the American government, we're seeing, taking advantage, we're seeing Cary Grant kind of being a coward. Like, you're almost seeing... I think that plays in the Claude Rains being so sympathetic to... Mm -hmm. 
and and we'll I, maybe in the spoilers section we can yeah, talk yeah, yeah, more yeah. about Claude well, Rains. The first time I um, they're on the uh, horse track with the um, uh, Claude Rains character, he actually puts her life in danger by like yahing the horse, and, and Claude Rains comes. Yeah, to, like yeah. Him. like he puts her in peril. Yeah, that's the meet cute. Yeah, the yeah. meet cute between the it, like in a in a romantic comedy would be something like that where yeah. where maybe the girl wants to get to with this guy and the guy comes after her or something. Mm-hmm. Or, it just seems like he plays heroic. Cary Grant is a huge dick in this. Like, I can't get over that. Maybe that's why uh, my biggest problem is that he is. I just don't find him fun to watch. Uh, I I don't know. Like, I, I still like him though, because yes, you don't. You, I don't know if you're supposed to. You know, think mm-hmm. he's a great guy, but I think again, he just feels real. Like you can kind of understand where he's coming from. He's torn between the woman that he loves and the country that he loves. It's toxic masculinity. Yeah. Just well, exactly. And then of the time, you know, what I mean, to have this like kind of floozy girl that drinks mm. and stuff like that's not, you know, you, that would you would be embarrassed if you brought her home to, you know, your your workers or whatever. <laughs> so it, it, you kind of see where he's coming from at the time too. When you think of it that way, it's like, oh, you yeah. can't be dating a girl that drinks a lot. Like, <laughs> um. But yeah, I also I thought the film like we've already talked about. There's so many great shots. I love the shot we were talking about the the poison in the coffee. There's a great shot where I think it, it was a giant cup they used in the foreground and in the background. Mm. But yeah, it's just like you have this coffee cup. She's getting sick. She doesn't know. She just thinks she's getting ill. But we know that they've been poisoning her. Just the, the way it's framed with this giant coffee cup mm. as she's talking and talking about kind of feeling like I thought that was just really. I just l- also love Dr. Anderson who's. Really, actually concerned yeah. for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Nazi um, doctor that. Yeah. <laughs> Sympathetic Nazi doctor. <laughs> yeah. I, d- I don't know. This was just, um, again, I, I was kind of worried because I came off of two Hitchcock that I didn't mm-hmm. love. And then this film is like, no, I'm curious what, what your ratings are on this number. Um, Here's the thing I am going to say. I mean, I know you're expecting, I, I mean, I'm a tough rater, so don't be too shocked by my rating. But I do think as well. I am more into like the fun North by Northwest. So as much as I love this film, it's kind of like a depressing, not bleak, but it's kind of like, it's not a fun watch. It's, it's a well-made movie mm. in every sense. And like, I love that about it. And like you said, I think it's one that's going to go up as you watch it, but I don't know if it's necessarily a the, fun watch I think watch the suspense either. stuff it works. builds up. Yeah, it and, works. And like, the more I watch this movie... Yeah, it's like it's sometimes fucking heartbreaking. But. Yeah, it's just it's it's a tough watch though, right? Like, but it's, once she goes in, like twenty minutes in the film, whatever it is, she's in here, but and how we know that she's sleeping with this guy, yeah. and like, and 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 that tension. Yeah, this, this is maybe the difference between often when I watch a movie like this, and then I know the plot, it becomes less tense. Yeah, but the suspense doesn't work as well for me. Every time I watch this movie, it's it's still there more yeah. more of it. Uh, I, I and I, I I can't explain this. This movie for me will jump in my ratings. It may be his most tense. I'm trying to think of any. Like it may have the, the couple of the scenes that are more tense than anything else he's done. Um, like he, he, there's stuff in Rear Window that's definitely yeah. w- uh, that, mm. that fall on that. But yeah, like it, it's it's exceptional. I don't um, fuck. I don't want to. I was gonna go seven and a half. I'm gonna probably go eight though. Talking about, it. I'm gonna go eight out of ten. Yeah. Again, like I, I still love it, but it, no, if you know me, I'm into like the fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, you are right. This is probably other than it's his, it seems like maybe again, Marnie like, or Vertigo. Yeah, like are the it, only ones. It is that... a serious kind of bleak film that you don't necessarily love the hero if you consider. I'd, I'd say Ingrid Bergman, Bergman is more the hero of this movie, but yeah. for for me, she's. There's nothing. She's done nothing wrong. No, no, no but she, exactly just, though. That's the thing though. She did so everything tough. right. Like she is yeah. the hero. That's why it's this. so tough though, because yeah. we have to watch from 20 minutes on yeah. to her going that she's sleeping with this guy that she's kind of feels like she's almost forced into this by the, this guy Marriage. that she loves and by the government. And then on top of it, then like she's getting poisoned and like it's just like oh man fuck <laughs> and even when it's she's tough. getting poisoned, she's like ah oh, this fucking drunk. You're a uh, you floozy. You're too drunk to. Well, she's still pissed that like this yeah. guy is still being a jerk to her. Yeah. It's like just tell her all she wants you to tell her. Let her know that you care. That's yeah. all she wants, and he cannot do that until you know maybe yeah uh, wants any more <laughs> yeah. than that you know. But yeah, it's just it, it's a, it's a, an amazing film. That, like I could if someone told me this was their favorite Hitchcock film, I'd be like yeah I, I get yeah, it. Man. Like I think it's like I said I think it's one of his best made films. But I am if I had to choose my favorites, you know I, I get. 
I'm going to probably rewatch North by Northwest or those fun ones more often. This one, I think you got to be in the right mood, but it, it's, it is a masterfully he usually has, put together film. Um, and one of my things I love about him most is there's a huge dollop of humor. If you look at North by Northwest or, uh, which, which doesn't play that as, as much, but like Rear Window or, mm-hmm. or if you, uh, even Shadow of Doubt or, um, well, 39 Lady Steps, Lady Vanishes, steps, yeah. they're all, they're all these Was fun there movies. Any jokes in this is what I'm thinking. Like, I can't think of any, like, they're popping off the top of my head. Maybe early in the, the, the uh, yes, party the scenes. party scene was yeah. talking about fishing. And, and, and the, and the guy that wants to take her out on the boat. There's some yeah. Hitchcock humor there, but it's, it's very low key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, Maddie, after you, uh, 7.5. So yeah, I still I like this movie. Just yeah. So you like Spellbound more? Right? I did like actually. I think okay. I enjoyed Spellbound more. I'm I'm giving it nine. Well, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. This has now gone into that uh, other upper echelon. Eh? I, I think it's my. It's probably um, after the trio of Rear Window, Vertigo, and and Psycho. I think this might be. I I need like it's it's fighting for that that wow. four spot. I, I think it's uh, I think it's going to take a leap, and it's interesting because probably if you asked me in 2014 or 2015 before yeah. I'd watched it that other time, I'd be like, ah, it's like nine or ten in my mm-hmm. in, and uh, it grows with me, and um, it, it just realized like it's 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 really his first chance where he really gets to put it all together. And I just wanted one more thing too. We talked about how like suspenseful that scene is when they have to go in and the, during the party, but even after when Claude Rains now is kind of figuring out like when he goes scene. and how he puts together like that scene, and you're like, oh shit, is he gonna find? Yeah. And like just it just goes from like you know it's like we know that you know that a bottle broke. Is he gonna find that? Is yeah. he gonna find the urine broke? Is he gonna notice that the sticker? Like Every all these fucking keys, yeah. scene you go through yeah. this movie, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, that's so good. That's yeah. so good. That's so good. I and I. I do feel like I, I keep forgetting you guys have never seen this movie yeah. before. Yeah. Because it for me, like it's his I think it's his biggest hit of the forties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually I, I have it here. So it had a budget of one million dollars and it brought in this must be like counting re-releases and stuff, because I got twenty four point five million, which is insane. That, yeah. that I think it I think it probably did like six times its budget or something and then re released. I know Selznick made so Selznick was in huge, huge, who was uh, Hitchcock's again. producer for most of the 40s. He sold this picture off for like $800,000 because he needed to do Duel in the Sun with his girlfriend, Jennifer Jones, who he was leaving his wife for, and, and Gregory Peck. Mm-hmm. And it was going well, well over budget. But he did still keep, I think he kept like 50 50% of the profits. profits. Yeah. So like, <laughs> he still, still did made well. out like a bandit. I, now, he still... He, I, it'd be interesting to do a Selznick episode in in some mm. ways because he fucking crashes and burns hard. The most successful independent producer hmm. uh, does it crash and burn. It crashes and burns. Oh. Interesting. His fa- his his not his father. His brother, who was an agent, dies around this time, uh. and uh, who I think was Hitchcock's agent. Hitchcock fucking hated him. <laughs> Anyways. Selznick's an interesting character where he made that much money, but I still think by the fifties he was he was over. Hmm. Do you guys have anything else more to say, or do, no, should we get into spoilers? spoilers? Spoilers. <laughs> okay, um, I don't have too much to talk. About we spoilers. we guys... may have given a little bit. Yeah, in yeah. Terms of spoilers. Okay, who is the? Um... Well, it does we can say it doesn't and a happy ending? Which there's times I'm like, not I'm... Yeah. is it happy? Is that last scene happy? I, I don't think because yeah. I I feel so bad for, for Claude uh, Rains. That shot yeah. of Claude Rains going back oh, to the yeah. but again he's and a Nazi. What's, he's and a Nazi. what's the relationship between Ingrid Bergram and Cary Grant going to be after she she yeah. realized like oh he saved me but fuck this guy no but I think he finally does this. admit it though he kind of has the he kind of has the courage and admits that he was a coward this whole time and he should. He should have had the balls to tell her how he felt from the beginning. So he does find it's yes he should have you know it sucks that he's a dick. Most of the movie, but I think he does finally have the courage to admit that he, he was... He does that, but what happens when they get out of Back that? to America. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, that's not necessary. Yeah. Like, hey, you prostituted me. I'm okay with you. Yeah. Love is grand. <laughs> but I get, again, we kind of get the impression that, you know, you know, some people, like, sleeping around with people isn't as big of a deal. Like, you kind of get the impression that she... Got around and maybe it wasn't as big of a deal for but her. Sh- I know she. I think he still it was a big deal yeah. for her. Like yeah. the, she's she's deteriorating before yeah. she's being poisoned. Yeah, yeah. 
That, that's why this movie, I think, is brilliant. Yeah. It's like you mm. see her just fucking... Falling apart. Well, I'm, I've am i got myself in this situation. I don't see any other way out, mm. so I'm going to do it. No one's telling me not to do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. This is the fucking U.S. government. There's there's yeah. similar films to like this. I can't think of them right now that this kind of thing, and it always made me feel uncomfortable and like... You know, it's like I can enjoy that movie, but at the same time, I kind of feel sick to my stomach. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, you kind of—I don't know. Yeah, if you go deep on this, if you and, start and thinking hurts. of it like from that point of view, and it's like that is so, this woman you love. So we raved about to, Ingrid yeah. Bergman on the last episode. Yeah. Well, are we done? If we're, if we're, are we done with spoilers? Because maybe we should get yeah done with spoilers. Yeah, spoilers are over, so we can rave about yeah, Ingrid yeah, Bergman. Yeah. How great so, is she? Yeah. In she is. This is her best performance, yeah. I think, of her career. She plays uh, her character so great from like this ebony ball of joy to this uh, broken down kitten and before our very eyes. But like, even he, at the beginning, though, she's, she's broken. She see. Yeah, yeah she, she's drunk and like... <laughs> but, but again, she is like still like... Uh, she, she's she, putting on air. She's almost like a... She's confident, I guess, yes. in a sense. And she, by the end, yeah, she's kind of like throwing that away because it's like this guy that I loved is prostituting me, the government's prostituting me, that I loved for my country. It's kind of like all mm. the things that she loved has pretty much used and abused yeah. her. <laughs> she's great at playing game. this exasperated kind of... Or like just the world is taking me down. Character, uh, mm. I, I highly recommend watching Gaslight after this because yeah, I it, it, it plays into now our era so well mm-hmm. still. And uh, but I, I do want to say too, we keep on like I know we're, we don't really like Cary Grant's character, but I think his performance is quite I think good it, in this. Yeah, too. he did a great job. I think it's is... a bit of a tough performance as well to not. I, be, I think Cary know. Grant's great in this movie. No. Yeah, mm. I I. Uh, like you said, I think everyone is pretty much. It's one of those movies where there's not like, there's not any actors like ah that guy stood out to me as hmm. I don't know. I I think uh, for Cary Grant, he's great in this, but doesn't probably have, have to do the heavy lifting no. he has to do in some other movies. Mm-hmm. I also have just seen only Angel Have Wings, where he plays a very similar character, but he has to kind of build up the personality more where he he doesn't have to in this one he can be just a hard-nosed detective right like there's a little bit of 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 that now but there's depth to him Cary Grant is underrated in terms of his acting abilities I think I think most of these people are underrated like Jimmy Stewart sometimes that people will show like a scene of Jimmy Stewart and they think oh he's over, over the top and acting it's like they're all fucking acting this isn't real life yeah they're just, this is like a performance that if you get into, you can understand their world. They're great at creating their worlds. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing, too, uh, not really an issue, but like all films from this era, the finale does feel a little bit rushed, but I, I didn't yeah. feel, some. a lot of times I feel like it's lacking. I didn't get that from this film. I don't think, like, I, I feel like it's, ends. I, I feel like the, like if this was if this was perfect. made these days, you would have seen the well, after. And, fuck that! I yeah, don't want to see the yeah. after. I was I was watching this and like okay, there's only like five minutes left. I have no idea where this movie is going, and like yeah. it ended like wow, that is a good ending. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's an unbelievable ending. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I guess we, we kind of are all, are all in agreement here that yeah. uh, if you want to, I and again, I think this might be like for some people that. So, some of the Hitchcock ones, like 39 Steps and Lady Vanishes, and some of the ones kind of, there's some hokey moments you kind of, some silly moments that you just got to accept for the the fun adventure of it. I think this was a good one for maybe people that are not into those silly kind of, like, I, I think if you want a serious Hitchcock film, I think this is a pretty good one to start off with. If you're into more modern filmmaking, like the dialogue and the acting and even the story, it feels kind of more ahead of its time, I, I think. Yeah, um, I, I really do, th- like you mentioned Vertigo, and it, it they're probably the most modern of his mm-hmm. movies, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of like story presentation, yeah. I sometimes that can be bad too, right? Like uh, something is too like downplayed of their era. These aren't them. Th- mm. Those two movies aren't them. These are still like have all the vibrancy that you're looking for in a 1946 movie if if you're into that so I mean yeah I think if you're gonna check out a Hitchcock start off with maybe the big whatever five boys but this is like top tier not saying this is lesser than them but like you know the big ones are the north cycle you gotta check out those rear window but for like the next if you're not sure where to go from the five big ones that you know of I think this is a great one to maybe to to start off with near near the top there it's it's crazy because I keep watching these movies and and uh, you know I I I watched a bunch of Hitchcock as a kid like young as a Mm -hmm. kid and I remember watching 
shadow of a doubt when I was four or something. Oh, wow. And they wouldn't, my mom was like, well, you should go to bed. And I was yeah. like, no, the movie, the bad man's gonna, they're gonna get him or something like that. Like, I, so it's been a part of my life for yeah. such a long, but then I, I, I forgot about all of that. And then when mm. I was in my early 20s, I became obsessed with the, the, these movies again. Mm-hmm. And it's funny going back to them and realizing, oh yeah, like these are, maybe better than I realized yeah. then in some ways. Right. Well, one thing we didn't really mention, uh, I keep on thinking of things, the MacGuffin in this one, the whole uranium, like that mm. that plot is not really important. Like we don't know, I don't know if I'm spoiling anything, like it doesn't end in a way that any of that really matters. It no. really... No, the, they the, still could be... Yeah, the, the, the movie yeah, They still is have really, uranium, like a wine cellar full of uranium. The movie is really about... Yeah. Ingrid Bergerman and whether she's gonna in her duty to her country <laughs> get out alive and you know I guess the relationship between her and mm-hmm. Cary Grant like none of the that stuff matters which I, I thought was kind of fascinating I, yeah I love about this is like you don't need to know that like here's like the thing you care about and we're just gonna end this there's no mm-hmm. like well, again, uh, it's like we mentioned you yeah. never really see the Nazis necessarily yeah. doing terrible things you mm-hmm. just hate them because they're Nazis but if they weren't Nazis and they were just a group yeah. of people you would be like well, we're scientists we just like your yeah, why do we not like yeah. them <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was a fascinating um, way mm-hmm. way to do the film, though. Uh, yeah, cool. Is is that it? Or I think that's good. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll be back with some more Hitchcock uh, rope next, I believe. Yeah. Um, yep. If you want to get a hold of us, share your thoughts. Uh, did you love the film as much as we did? Do you did? love Ingrid Bergman as much as us? <laughs> yeah, she's so fucking great. Yeah, I guess we did a, an Ingrid Bergman in the next... The next two are going to be a Jimmy Stewart, I guess, that will feature, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Anyways, you can get a hold of us on Facebook. Just search Movie City Maniacs. We have the page to like and the, the group page to join the discussion. You can email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. And then uh, Twitter at moviecitymaniac and Instagram. I'm taking over. Yeah, we're oh, trying to yeah. figure that out. So hopefully Adam can figure it out. I t- <laughs> Movie City Maniacs yeah. on Instagram. I'm going to take over. Maybe by the time this episode airs in 2022. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll, we'll I'll be, be taking there. it over. It'll actually have uh, real content on there that gets you guys excited. Um, anyways, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah. we'll be back with some more Hitchcock. Stay scared, guys. Bye. I'm Ingrid Bergen. <laughs> and I'm... <laughs> Take Claude. <laughs>